0: And welcome back to today's episode on Movius Ministries podcast. This is your friend, Josiah. Beloved, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We are going to be talking about what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit. And by the Spirit, of course, you know I mean the Holy Spirit. And thank God for that. So... (laughs) Um, This is season 22, episode 216, and here on Movius Ministries, I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, thank God, do my best to interpret scripture, help you grow in your intimacy with the Lord, to encourage you to remain steadfast through tough seasons, and continue to be prepared for the second coming of Christ. If you're new to my podcast or have been listening for some time now, welcome. I am so genuinely glad that you're here. Over two years ago, the Lord told me to start this podcast and start using the teaching gift that he has given me. Um, And you play a part as well in the body of Christ. And my only prayer in today's episode is that God's will is done in your life. Um, If you have any questions or concerns or, uh, you know, have anything that you want to talk to me about, um, I'm here. You can email me at josiahmovius 12 at yahoo.com. And I would love to just talk with about anything you want to talk about. Um, I am the Lord's servant, and I love to help the body of Christ in any shape, way, or form that they need help with, or even an unbeliever as well. The verse of the day is Exodus 20, verses 4 through 5. I have something really crazy to share. I have a a few things I'm going to be sharing before we get into today's episode. Um, So Exodus 20. Like I said, for those of you that didn't know, I'm going to start reading the verse of the day out of my on-hand Amplified Bible. Here we go. Okay. Exodus 24 through 5. You shall not, out of the Amplified, you shall not make for yourself any idol or any likeness, form, manifestation of what is in heaven above or on earth Uh, beneath or in the water uh, or under the water as an object of worship. You shall worship them. You shall not worship them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous, impassioned God, demanding what is rightfully and uniquely mine. Visiting, uh, which means avenging, the iniquity, sin, and guilt of the fathers on the children that is calling the children To account for the sins of their fathers to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. It's a very alarming verse. um, And we may think, how does that verse play out in the new covenant? I'm not sure. Um, But I don't think I need to figure that out. I just need to acknowledge that whenever God does do that verse, whether I know when he does it or not, God is just. And, uh... When God judges that way, we have to agree and go, yes, Lord, let your judgments go forth. Um, Actually, some of you guys have heard me talk about Mike Bickle. Um, Sometimes we can see God do things here on earth, and we sometimes question, but instead, what we need to actually be doing is agreeing with God about what he's doing there. Some of you guys have heard me say this, but... um, I love, you know, saying that God is not double-minded, um, which is the word that we find out of James 1, um, that whatever God does, he doesn't do it, you know, with second-guessing, he's God, and we can trust him in what he does, uh, in every season. Some of you guys heard about my friend Brandon, who came here on my podcast Um, The funeral was this last weekend And it went very, very well It was very sad Um, I had lots of young adults come From different churches and different youth groups And uh, I got to speak And I got to share the gospel Um, They recorded everything So um, You know, if I get it on when I get it on video, I can maybe try and figure out how I can get it on YouTube or online or something, and then you guys can watch it if you would like, but um, it was a delight being able to talk about my friend Brandon, who I still miss very much. Um, it seems like every now and then, it just, missing him, just the feeling of it goes deeper and deeper, um, so just pray for me, guys, uh, but I... I'm asking, you know, the Lord to continue to give me... Well, I'm really finding my joy in knowing that I'm going to see him again in the New Jerusalem, and gosh, I can't explain the joy that I feel when I think about that, but I also, I want to encourage you guys with one last thing, Um, and then we're going to open in prayer, and we'll start today's sermon. Uh, The song that's playing in the background, in case you want to know, it's called, This is Bethel, by Waldner Worship. So I... Uh, was some of you guys have heard me talk about my mentor jim his name is jim and he owns a gym how ironic um guys i really listen just um i really ask you tonight just say one quick prayer for jim um i'm not gonna get into the details but he just really needs god to come through so i really am you know of course god's gonna be faithful but, but beloved i i really ask that you would just for just a few seconds when we dive into prayer here for a second, please, please pray for my mentor. Um, Just a real quick thing. I've just been praying for grace. I've been praying that uh, many other things, but grace is really what I've been praying for. But um, I'm trying to move into gym soon. And um, over the last, some of you guys have heard me tell you guys that the Lord's told me in the last three and a half months that I'll be moving out soon. And, um, I've just been trusting the Lord in that and letting him lead me, but um I have to come up with seven hundred dollars up front with uh jim and i i you know I still love my job at Havenwick. It's going really well. I'm planting a lot of seeds at work, and I'm just re- really humbled that God continues to use me there. Um, it's a very, you know, diverse group of people. They've had their experiences with church and Christians and God and all that. So, um, I was praying today, and I, I, this is pretty much just an encouragement to you guys, whether like you're waiting on something from God or not. But I was like, I was like praying, and I was like, Lord, if you could please just, like, just, just, just give me seven hundred dollars upfront so I can just move out and move into gyms. I just asked God that he would like bless me with that. And I heard the Lord just say really just literally right after in that it literally sounded like that still the still small voice. Um, he said, um, you have to endure just a little while longer, just a little bit longer, just endure a little bit longer. And uh, I actually I felt really comforted like okay like you see me Lord you see what I'm dealing with and so I just encourage you guys you know and there's a there's the verse in Revelation where um, Jesus says to one of the churches some of you guys are gonna be thrown into uh, into prison Satan's gonna throw you into prison but um, he says uh, you must endure. You must endure till the end. So it's. Um, I, I listened to a sermon by John Piper recently about uh, us as the body of Christ not being appointed for wrath. It's somewhere in First Thessalonians five, and um, John got pro- uh, needed his prostate to get checked. This was like years ago. And he wondered if this was God's wrath. And he had like ten minutes alone with God as the doctor told him to put on the little, um, you know, nightgown that people wear when they go to the hospital. And I would encourage you to listen to the podcast. I'll put it in the description below. You can listen to it. I'll I'll have it. I'll have it for the description for uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify. Um, I'll have it titled as well. You can you know you can look at it and be able to see which which one is which. And he said in this 10 minutes with God, I just had to find a scripture that was really encouraging. And he went to that scripture because he wondered if what he was going through was God's wrath. And um, I mentioned this to my mentor Jim the other day and he, um, he was like, really? Like with all the ministry that John has done and all the work he's done for the kingdom, he would really think that? And I'm like, oh, Jim. That's not, I mean, that's, that's not something where, where Satan's gonna be like, oh, he's done enough work, so I can't really poke at him. Nah, I can't do that. No. Peter says that he's a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So let's open in prayer. Father God, we thank you for your son who cleanses us from all of our sin, for those who trust and put their hope in him. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it's a light unto our path. God, I lift up my listener that's listening. And whatever kind of week they've had, any false teachings they've heard, Holy Spirit, I ask for living understanding. I pray you would just wrap your arms around them, Lord. Give them grace. God, I pray for grace. I pray you would bless the poor in spirit. Bless the poor in spirit, Lord. Father, let me say the right things in today's episode, and may your Son, Jesus Christ, be glorified, and that we would look on his beauty we would look at the majestic grandeur of Christ, the spotless lamb. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, I do have a water in today's episode as well. I've got my new water bottle that I told you guys about a little while ago. Mm. Okay, one other thing. You guys heard me, if you were here on last week's episode, um, I talked about How I had just I had just started last week's episode and I was like For some reason I feel like God telling me to stop doing YouTube videos. and I'm not sure why It just was a feeling like I could feel something it was like it was God Not speaking to me in a voice like you can almost hear my voice right now or have it be like the still small voice but it was like a feeling to stop doing uploads on YouTube and so I did some more prayer on it and it was a very consistent feeling and I'm like, okay, Lord I can feel you speaking to me Um, And so here I am to say that Yeah, I am not doing uploads on YouTube anymore. I'm not sure why um, But this is how the Lord works Some of you guys may have stories that run through your mind right now where God tells you to do something and it makes no sense at all And you try to mentally you know, how is this going to work out and is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? And I love, there's a verse in Psalms, um, and it's translated, the way I'm translating it, the the way I'm translating it is where it says IE as a footnote. And it means in other words, um, I'm not sure what the verse says, but the verse says in other words, in my, in my expectations, I think it's, I think it's, um, in your goodness, let my expectations be disappointed. And so that's, that's gosh, we can have so many things of how things are gonna work out and God's like, yeah. Like Ephesians 3.20, I can do more than you can ask or even imagine, even think about, I can do more. Why? Because he's God, we're finite, we can only think about things to a certain extent, but God's goes to the absolute depths, it doesn't end. And I'm going to say just one scripture real quick that backs this up. And we've read this before, but it's Psalm 147. Great is uh, Psalm 147, verse five out of the Amplified. Great is our majestic and mighty Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is inexhaustible, infinite and boundless a of verse that we can, we can use, but I love that. So, okay. Have you ever heard someone say something about being, I'm doing air quotes, filled with the spirit. And then they describe to you what that looks like. And hopefully they're not defining that as their own definition to then boast in your flesh. Like we read about that a little bit in Galatians. If you do so, if you do what they call being filled with the spirit. But then something doesn't feel right as you practice it, as you practice what they may have told you being filled with the spirit looks like. You find yourself striving like you're still not good enough. You're just, it's, um, I, I, again, I find myself poor in spirit. I have been, I, I've been dealing with this lately. It's been something I've struggled with my whole life. And what I mean by that is, um, practicing something and, and I still just don't feel like I'm enough. I've been that's been coming up a lot more recently. I listened to a podcast today by John Piper about some, recently I've just, I haven't been feeling like I'm enough for God. And I've been praying and God's on several different occasions, very gently. I mean, I've really felt God's kindness and his love reassure me. So um, I'm just learning how to trust that and be like, okay, Lord. Um, but uh, what I'm learning right now in this season is that god is pleased with me when i trust in his son uh, and then led by his holy spirit and not striving in the flesh to please god i'm going to read one verse just to like um go off that note and then we're going to continue my my uh my thing it's good i think somewhere in galatians 3 let me try and find it real quick Oh, here it is it's galatians 5 4 or i'm sorry 5 5 for we are not relying on the law but through the strength and the power of the holy spirit by faith are awaiting confidently in the hope of righteousness the completion of our salvation that's galatians 5 5. okay god is pleased when we do good works when we have good fruits in our lives but when it's something not being led by the Holy Spirit and we're doing it in our flesh to strive, I think uh, the motives behind that are not honoring towards God. I remember watching a documentary called American Gospel and a lot of you guys have heard me talk about this before and I'm actually watching one of them all over again. They're just so intriguing and I feel so refreshed every time I watch them. Um, but there's a guy named Costi Hin and some of you guys may have heard of him. He's got a great ministry, great guy. Um, God's really used his life greatly for the kingdom. Um, Costy Hin is the nephew of the famous. You guys probably know him, Benny Hin. Uh, now Costy had left what people call the prosperity gospel, and so then um, Costy met a girl, and then Benny asked Costy, "Great, you met a girl. Is she spirit?" Filled, Caussy thinks to himself. Oh man, here we go. Many people teach that being filled with the Spirit means teaching, uh, speaking in tongues, prophesying, or even rolling around the laugh uh, or <laughs> rolling around the ground, laughing and just going crazy. There are more. Th- there are more you can probably think of, but those are just a few of what people might think it means to be filled with the Spirit you can think of you know okay i'm here to say those things do not mean you are being filled with the spirit i know that that seems like a very i get it that that seems like i'm i'm walking on i'm treading on light water i don't know if that if that makes sense but it seems like i'm walking on thin ice there but here's the scripture that i go to that that that, sh- that 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 helps me understand what i'm saying is true and we've went over this beloved In galatians chapter 5 that the evidence of the holy spirit in our lives is having the fruit love joy peace kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control if we interpret galatians 5 as being perfect in the fruits of the spirit we get the context of galatians 5 wrong paul says in uh, out of uh, in verse 17 out of the amplified for the sinful nature has its desire which is opposed to the spirit And the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. Sinful nature can translate into fleshly nature as well. For these two, meaning the spirit and the flesh, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict. So that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. So, it looks like, Someone who's filled with the Holy Spirit seems it's a character change, not a spiritual um, gift. That may that may that may be another part of it. It may, but what I read here in Galatians five, that's what it seems. So let's let, let's look at one passage. I want to look at to understand what it means to be. I'm doing air quotes filled with the Spirit. It's much simpler than you think beloved because here's the thing I feel like when we ask God for wisdom or knowledge about anything we have to spend two hours with God in our rooms crying out to God with fasting and prayer and all these other works and then we get some special revelation by God I feel like and I, I like I've, I've had to teach myself that that's that's not the way God works I've heard people teach it. That's one thing Mike Bickle does teach. He he does teach the more you hunger, the more you'll get. And I'm like, I, I just, I, I, I could be wrong about it. I'll, I'm going to remain meek and I'm going to remain humble, but I don't agree with that. That seems like a very like, 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 I just don't, that seems like God, like, Oh, you just like a little bit more. Come on. You're almost there. Uh, and then you, and then you mess up and he's like, Oh, like you were almost there. I almost gave it to you. And he gave up. I just, I I, I can't, I can't receive that. And someone who has the viewpoint of Mike Bickle is going to say, well, then how do you explain when God gave me something? It's by his grace. It's not by your own works. And there, there's a Bible verse we're going to get into. We read this recently and yes, I'm keeping it in context. Um, I feel like that's what we have. I feel like that's like what we deal. With, what we what we feel like we do when we ask God for wisdom or knowledge about a certain situation. We have to go to go to God in our rooms for two hours, and just cry and just you know fast and pray and oh then I'll get my answer. God, but now let me make this clear. This is the next point that I want to make. That's really important. God by His hand does put us in moments like that. Where we will spend two hours with God in fasting and prayer, and we ask Him for wisdom, and then God goes, "Okay, now I'm going to give it to you," but not because of how long you've spent time with Me, but because of the because of because you have. We read that verse in Psalm uh, 57. Uh, our our uh, purpose is fulfilled in His plan. I think it's verse three, Psalm 57, three. It's verse three. Or it's like verse two, three, or four. But we also so. There are moments for that. But we also cannot claim we did, we did that in moments of when God gives us wisdom. According to John 3, 27, we're going to read it out of the Amplified. John replied, a man can receive nothing. He can claim nothing at all unless it has been granted to him from heaven. For there is no other source than the sovereign will of God. That verse when I read that verse which was somewhat recently it literally broke off so much like I don't have to be anxious I don't have to have anxiety anything I receive is from the will of God and Paul talks about this in first Corinthians they're you know fighting over you know I'm of Apollo so I'm of Paul I'm of Peter I'm of this I'm of that and Paul goes you act like this is something that you have received yourself. No, you've been received by this because of God. Most of the time, it really is as simple as looking into his word. His, wor- his word reveals his will. The reason I say that, so when I say mo- most of the time, I have T instead of it. I have to add an I there. Most of the time, it really is as simple, like when we're looking for direction and we're looking for something from God, we get into his word. His word reveals his will. So we're going to get into this verse. Um, It's Ephesians 5, 18 through 21 out of the Amplified. This is going to describe what it means to be filled with the spirit. Do not get drunk on wine. Or honestly, you can translate into beer in today's age if you want to. Seriously, because you can get drunk with beer. Let's we, we know that. For that is wickedness, corruption, and stupidity. But be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by Him. Guided by Him. Where do we get those words, beloved? We just read it in Galatians five. Out of the the, the amplified describes it that way, verse nineteen. So, verse nineteen. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise by singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, I got to give some backstory on how incredibly... God led me as I looked into these verses in Ephesians 5. So I was reading verse 18. I'll read it one more time. Do not get drunk on wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, and stupidity, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. Now that sentence ends with a period. So I wasn't sure if I could use the following verses, verses 19, 19 through 21, to interpret, to be filled with the spirit. I didn't know if I could if I could interpret it that way. So I was I remember I was I remember I was at I was at Starbucks. I know I've talked about me not wanting to go to Starbucks, but recently I've been feeling God called me to go there, and I'm not sure why, but anyway. When I go there, I've been feeling pretty good. So I think it's a clear sign from the Lord that I'm doing the right thing. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, Lord, I want to interpret this rightly. Um, but I I looked at the footnote where it says speak. There's a footnote... Uh, it's the footnote starts before where it says speak, and and the footnote says the Greeks had a tradition of holding drinking parties called in the singular a uh, symposium, okay, where the object was to sing the praises of the pagan gods while becoming drunk. Perhaps with this tradition in mind, in Paul's mind, Paul instructs believers to doing air quotes be filled end quotes instead with the holy spirit of god and to sing meaningful praises to god when i read that footnote i was a little bit loud when i was in starbucks and i was like oh that makes sense i was like oh my gosh like i literally like i mean it was literally and some lady kind of looked over at me and was like oh my gosh so I realized that I was interpreting it correctly. I was wondering, like, like when when Paul says in verse 18, um, to be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him, does it does that then mean what is following? And then I read the footnote. Because because he says, don't get drunk. I'm just, I mean, I'm going to read the footnote one more time. I'm, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read verses 18, 19, 20, and 21, and then read the footnote so we can get it all. Do not get drunk on wine, do not get drunk on wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise by singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always making thanks to God or sorry, always giving thanks to God the Father for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ being subject to one one another out of reverence for Christ. The Greeks had a tradition of holding drinking parties called in the singular uh, symposium where the object was to sing praises to the pagan gods and then become drunk. Paul says, so don't become drunk, but give thanks. Perhaps with this tradition in mind, Paul instructs the believers to be, air quotes, be filled, end quotes, instead with the Holy Spirit and sing mean, meaningful praises to God. So what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? If you've been told that you have to speak in tongues or um, people or people uh, put a unhealthy expectation on spiritual gifts and ignore everything else, this is not true, beloved and yes I know we just talked about spiritual gifts. we talked about it was the message titled "You play a part So that is important but some people obsess over those things and don't focus on the things stated here in Ephesians 5. we read here in verses 18 through 21 So beloved. I'm closing here. My question is, my question and my poll to you guys who are listening on Spotify, you can answer down below, and I please, please answer, guys. I really, really want to engage with you guys here. (laughs) My question for you is, have you been told different definitions of what it means to be filled with the Spirit? And if so, you can elaborate further if you would like, and I I can share these responses next week, Lord willing, if we get on here next week and then my poll that you guys can answer down below i'm not sure if i can fit all this in the poll i'm you know i'm saying that as i'm recording this right now so um if i can't then you'll see kind of where i'm able where i have to end it because there's a certain character amount but um i ask you will you join me this week in practicing these things with singing spiritual songs to god with friends What does that look like? I think it could mean like worshiping in church, worshiping with a friend in the car. I used to do that with Brandon all the time. Will you will you give God thanks with me? Even right now at the end here, we can just give thanks to God. I'm going to end in prayer. I'm going to share the gospel. And can we be subject to others through respect or reverence, which is the word that Paul uses there, for Christ. Well amen and amen beloved. That is my message for what does it mean to be filled with the spirit? I'm going to share the gospel real quick. So there was a law that God gave to his people years ago, thousands of years ago. The world is not zillions of years old. It's not, you know, billions. It's the world is actually I, I think it's I think it's about 6,000 years old in in, in because that's what the Bible Really, if you look at the Bible over year after year after year, it's about it's about that old. It's less than 10,000 years old um, So God gave the law and generation after generation God's people they could not keep the law um, They had what was called a heart of stone and they could not submit to God's law Um, So then God sent prophets to give messages of many kinds. You can look at those in the prophet's letters. Um, But one of those messages out of Isaiah 53, it talks about the suffering servant. And that's Christ. And he essentially says that we are all sheep who have gone our own way, but God has caused the wickedness of us all to fall on Christ. To fall on him. So Jesus eventually came in the Lord's timing. We know Ecclesiastes three, Ecclesiastes three. There's a season for everything. And the timing that God sent his son was the perfect timing. The timing that God's going to come back is the perfect timing. The timing that God gave the law was perfect timing. The timing that God separated or part of the Red Sea was perfect timing. Everything God does is perfect timing. And Jesus started to proclaim the gospel and it was to repent and believe in the gospel. Because the kingdom of God was at hand. And so Paul says that we've all fallen short. That we are desperately wicked. We are sinful men. Um, we've all gone our own way. But Jesus came to die for our sins and hang on the cross. He paid what had to be done. He fulfilled the law. He paid the penalty for your sins. This is the love of God, that he, that anyone, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And then Jesus died. He was in the grave for three days and then he rose again. Paul says in 1 Corinthians that if Christ did not raise from the dead, you are still dead in your sins. And so the death of Christ is um, destroying our sin for those who trust in him. And then his resurrection is him defeating death. That is what gives us eternal life. That is the final straw. And now he is seated at the right hand of God. And so for those of you who turn away from sin, um, for those of you who feel who may feel crushed under sin if you're if you're not born again, or even if you are born again, you've been living in unrepentant sin. Um, God has mercy and God has grace. I love Matthew 5:3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That verse is never going to be expired in our lives. If you constantly find yourself, and that's what poor in spirit actually means. It means you're constantly striving and you, you can't seem to amount. You cannot seem to, to grab on what needs to be done. This is the heart that God has favor upon. This is the heart that Christ wants to fill and so for those who trust him, I love First John 3, 3. Those who hope in Christ purify themselves because he is pure. He meaning Christ. Those who trust him and turn away from sin, you're saved. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, yes, I do believe deliverance is real. I've never done that, but... Um, if that's something you're interested in, there's a, there's a map uh, called the Deliverance Map by Isaiah Seldivar, and there's tons of people who have signed themselves up to uh, cast demons out of people. Uh, it's a real thing. Uh, Jesus did it. And so can we, because we have the Holy Spirit. So, um, Lord, we thank you so much for your Son. cannot express my gratitude enough to you Lord the curse that he became God I as I planted the gospel I pray that you would flourish it and grow it in this person's life That they would rest in the arms of Christ and be led by the power of the Holy Spirit I pray that you'd reveal your love and your grace to this person listening. I pray for any hurtful things that have been said to them and that, Lord, you'd heal their hearts through your love. Touch their hearts, Lord. Come to them in dreams and visions. Enlighten your word into their hearts. God, I pray for those who are just confused about anything and that they would open up their hearts to you. God, I just pray that you'd meet people in their brokenness. Bless the poor in spirit, Lord. Thank you for another episode. Thank you for the breath of my lungs, Lord. you continue to meet me in my weakness by your grace in jesus name amen all right beloved i'm not sure what i'm gonna talk about next week but i'm sure the lord will show me so um please pray for jim um i'm gonna share one last thing i'm just gonna be really vulnerable right now um i was praying i've been praying recently and I've been having a lot of insecurities about a woman actually liking me one day, like genuinely liking me and falling in love with me. And I've been telling God and just praying a lot. And it's been a deep insecurity that I've been dealing with. And I'm not sure if it's pride, but definitely examining my heart. Um, Sometimes recently I've been just been feeling a little bit Like, just way too broken to get married. Way too broken to, you know, how am I going to, how is my wife going to receive all my baggage? So, I just ask for your prayers, and that's all I'm going to say. So, thank you so much, guys, for listening to today's episode, and I will see you next week. Lord willing, this is your friend Josiah. God loves you.